Hello. Hi guys, it's Annabelle and Layla and, and you're listening to Meet in the Middle. Today's episode is a super fun one. Who have we got here, Annabelle? We've got the sexy, stylish, stunning, smart, Tessa Slippery. Okay, Tessa Black is back on the show. Welcome back, Tess. Podcast number two with Tess on it. Oh my God, first double feature. I'm feeling honoured. I'm good to be back. Good to be back. Feeling very excited, actually. I am excited. I'm excited too. I am. The theme today, everyone, is drum rolls, please. (laughs) Diabetes. Oh yeah. Okay, so I think we're going to start the episode off by Tess. Just tell us a bit about your diabetes and just. Well, can we start off like I'm an absolute idiot? What's diabetes? Yeah. I well, think yeah, that's, that's what. Yeah. Go. For the people on the podcast, take it away. Just to know. be honest, I didn't know a lot about diabetes until I knew so you. The people on the podcast. To the people on the podcast that don't know. So there are actually lots of different types of diabetes. Lots of people, when they think diabetes, they are automatically thinking of type 2 diabetes because that is the most common type. That's the type which is your pancreas produces a hormone called insulin, but your body does not process it, whether that be because you are overweight, because of old age, because of alcoholism. That's not to say you can't get type 2 diabetes for reasons other than that but generally those are the courses i have type 1 diabetes which is where my pancreas just straight up does not produce insulin it just doesn't work no one knows how you get it it's normally diagnosed in childhood um but i was diagnosed when i was it was a few weeks before my eighth birthday so like october 2010 no a few weeks before my ninth birthday october 2010 um And what diabetes, type 1 diabetes essentially is, is insulin is the hormone that um, takes the glucose, which is like from the food you consume, the glucose in your blood, it takes it from your blood into your energy cells and it converts the glucose into energy. If you have type 1 diabetes and the ins- your pancreas is not producing the insulin, it means that the glucose builds up in your blood and you don't have energy. So pre-diagnosis I had a lot of sugar in my blood and not a lot of energy basically that made that was a really yeah 100% good way of telling us I've actually understood all that good but for just day-to-day life what is it that like symptoms almost that like actually Mm -hmm. show because obviously you you know that now but before you even yeah like what was like like, so why would you think you even had it to have got it checked yeah. or something does it so just suddenly happen or is it like over that's time? a really important thing that a lot of like diabetic people try and get the message out there because obviously the longer you go undiagnosed the iller you get so the main signs are do you, sorry do you mean from it not being treated it will get worse or you yeah so basically worse? no one knows when i got it so i was diagnosed i got told i went to the hospital and got told i was diabetic at in october of 2010 no one knows you know, I wouldn't have had it five years before that because I would be dead. But I, but do you know what I mean? At some point, there was a period of time where my pancreas stopped working. And then October was when I got officially like diagnosed and started getting medicated for it and stuff. So the signs for that are drinking crazy amounts of water. I was drinking, I was eight, nine years old, drinking like 
10 litres a day minimum and like just like I was constantly constantly thirsty I remember went on a family holiday to France and I remember being on the beach crying because we didn't have like mum had taken out like three litre bottles of water and I drank them all and we had no water and I was so thirsty despite drinking all of that so that's one of the main signs and then because of like the thirst and the amount of water you're drinking it's like over urinating like needing to go to the toilet over the time weight loss is a big one I was like skin and bone when I was diagnosed like just lost all of the weight is that from the body not being so that's yeah so yeah so because of like the lack of energy but also the sugar in your blood like it makes you so ill that you like lose weight because you're the food isn't being processed into energy you're not gonna have fat you're not gonna have muscle because the sugar is literally in your blood like it's making you ill it's scary because you're like you're fighting like an illness that you don't know yeah exactly um so yeah drinking loads weeing loads losing loads of weight just tiredness fatigue Mm. a lot of the time how they used to diagnose it was if your breath smelt of pear drops like these really old-fashioned sweets but you'll have like a your breath will like smell sweet um a lot of the time but the way i was diagnosed was my mum, like obviously my parents sort of clocked this is a bit weird why is she drinking so they didn't notice the weight loss because when you're with someone every day you kind of don't but the drinking and the weeing and the tiredness like they thought I was getting bullied at school but they literally had meetings with my teachers because they thought I was being bullied because I was yeah just like I was such a bubbly child and then went from that to like just total exhaustion like every day um but Mum had obviously, like, done the Googling, like, mums do, and, like, thought it could be type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And luckily, my mum's, like, best, best friend, um, Denise, who was, like, an auntie to me, she worked at the Diabetes Centre in Ipswich, where I was from. And I remember they have this, like, maritime festival on, like, the docks in Ipswich. And me and my mum went to it, and we happened to bump into Denise. And I remember mum saying to her, like, I'm a bit worried, like, she's drinking loads. And me just, like, fucking off in the background, like, doing yeah. nothing, an eight-year-old. And Denise going, oh, well, it would have to be litres and litres. And mum goes, well, it is. And then I took my jumper off, and Denise saw how skinny it was, and she was like, oh, actually, like, you should maybe... Bro, so then a few... Like, yeah, so then a few days later, like, I went to the doctors. A few days later, I went to the doctors, like, GP, and they I think they... They did a urine sample and obviously my urine had loads of sugar in it. And then I got sent to the actual like hospital where they did blood tests and all of this. And then I was diagnosed. And you were like, you have it. Yeah. But it is really important that people know the signs, especially because yeah. you get diagnosed as a child. Not it's, t- it's weight loss, it's drinking and weeing loads, it's tiredness and fatigue. I didn't even know weight loss was one. Yeah. I Massive. It was just the drinking and the weeing. No. Can you only get it, um, like, can you only get it as a child? No. So you can get it. I know people, one of my good friends, he was diagnosed when he was, like, 18, but you can be diagnosed in, like, your 40s, yeah, 50s. Yeah. It's just a lot, a lot rarer. Yeah. Like, most people, it's between the ages of, like, 4 and 10 kind of thing. That's the, like, most common, but you can get it whenever. That's the whole thing. No one knows how you get it. Yeah. Like, people believe it's genetic, but no one in my family is type 1 diabetic. Like, it just... And, yeah, I feel like another good thing for the people to be aware of, not just the risks, is just quickly, like, what people can do if someone's having, like, a diabetic... um, Mm -mm. Like, blood sugar's low and stuff like that. Because my friend, like, she saved her mum because her mum's diabetic type 1. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, type 1. And she had fainted and then she gave her like sugar or something and then it she like otherwise she would have died like i think to understand that there's two ways that 
I mean, there's the long-term health effects, but there's two ways, like, in a moment, a diabetic can get really ill. Yeah. It's high blood sugar, which is hyperglycemia, and low blood sugar, which is hypoglycemia. Um, Hypoglycemia is more, like, deadly in the moment. Hypo, which is Hypo, which is less, you don't have enough sugar in your blood. Um, Which can happen because of over-exercise or too... So, diabetes is like... Everyone always describes it as a seesaw, Right. One side of the seesaw is insulin, one side of the seesaw is glucose. If you have too much glucose, then you don't have enough insulin. If you have too much glucose, you if you have too much insulin, you don't have enough glucose. You've got to balance. Your glucose level has to be right, your insulin level has to be right so that you stay level, you stay. The only way to be healthy Balanced, as a diabetic yeah. is to have the same blood sugars as a non-diabetic would. Yeah. Um, and so when you go hypo and you don't have enough sugar in your blood, you need sugar. So if someone's just like really, like really, really low, but still able to like talk and swallow and maybe like walk about and stuff, they just need a sugary drink, Coke. Because um, you do, do you remember when we do like drama and yeah, shit? Yeah, I remember you in the rehearsals yeah. with Adam. When you'd be like, like, oh, I'm going to just have a little cookies. Coke, like diet a Coke, Coke yeah. Not, not diet, but not, not diet. Because that's what is dangerous because people think... Oh, you have a Coke. Diet Coke has no sugar in. The whole point of treating a hypo, you don't have enough sugar in your blood. So you need a full sugar drink, like Coke, full fat Coke, sweets, Haribo, Skittles, uh, juice, orange juice. And do you you remember, like, this is why it's really important. Anyone that works at a bar, and I feel like if you don't know someone that is diabetic, you probably will know someone who's working at a bar or whatever. So you can tell them this. This is why it's really important. If someone asks for... I always think this since you told me. If someone asks for diet something, give them it. If they ask for normal Pepsi, give them out, it. just tell them. Yeah, just tell them, like, by you, the way. If they yeah. go for, can I have a Diet Coke, and you've run out, but, like, you don't have any other diet drinks, don't just pour them a full fat Let Coke them and know. not say... Just say, I'm really sorry we don't have any diet drinks. Because if you give a diabetic a full fat Coke without them knowing that it's a full fat It'd Coke... It would be, like, fatal. It, you can make... Like, it wouldn't generally it wouldn't hospitalise them. Most diabetics would notice and give themselves insulin for the sugar in that Coke. But if for whatever reason they didn't notice, it can make you, like, really yeah, fucking ill. because that's why it's, it's like... like what, I remember, like, on nights out and stuff, you've had to, like... Mm. No matter how drunk you are, you've got to keep in check your yeah. thing. I guess, like, that probably brings us to the next point, Annabelle. So, obviously, like, you got it... You were diagnosed quite young. Mm. So, it was, like, figuring everything out as a child. Mm. But then when you later got into like more adult life and then you start going out clubbing, you start drinking, you start, you know, spending, yeah, just like spending more time out, even like going on like more like trips or like holidays with friends and stuff. Is there a way to like what sort of precautions do you have to take into place? I think that the the one thing I would say that makes diabetes hard, because obviously there are worse things in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have a great support team around you have, me. Like, you also have a, you have a very fulfilling life, even though yeah, you've got this yeah, yeah. illness. I would it never, ever let it stop me. Yeah. That's things the thing. But the, fact, but the fact is, the reason it's so hard is because either everything affects it or it affects everything. Every decision I make affects my diabetes, like literally every single one. What I eat, what activities I do, if I'm drinking, like all of this stuff. If I eat, I have to know the exact amount of carbohydrates in my food and give myself insulin for it because the carbohydrates break down into glucose and it's that balance. If I do exercise, exercise can lower your the glucose in your blood so then I could have a low blood sugar. But even like the littlest things like going out drinking, alcohol reduces your blood sugar, but obviously 
when you have a low blood sugar it can if it's really bad it can cause you to pass out or whatever yeah. if you pass out with a low blood sugar and people just think you're blackout they're not going to give you that help and also when basically your kidney has a store of sugar so that sometimes if i go low in the night and i don't wake up the kidney will release that store of glucose when you're drinking the kidney doesn't have it basically kills off this store of glucose so if i have a low blood sugar when i'm drinking so low blood sugar then if i don't correct it with sweets with coke with something like that then i will stay low mm. and that will and then i could put until i could pass out and then people just think i'm pissed and that can literally kill you like mm. it's such a dangerous game to play and i'm so lucky that obviously that's never happened i've always been pretty good at dealing with it like my parents have been so supportive like since i was a kid but every single thing you do like there's some statistic that's like on average a diabetic makes a thousand more decisions a day than someone without yeah. diabetes yeah. like a non-diabetic would wake up in the morning get changed do their makeup brush their teeth eat their breakfast when i wake up in the morning i wake up i test if i'm low i correct i give my morning insulin for my breakfast i get changed without getting my um, pump site caught on my clothes i test again i eat my breakfast i make sure i've pre-bolus oh for my breakfast like just to, just to when i'm leaving healthy, the house like... oh i'm walking i'm walking to work i know it's an hour-long walk that's exercise it's going to lower my blood sugar so either i need to give myself less insulin or eat something before i walk like the whole thing is just like cogs whirring like there's so much that goes on and because i've had it for so long what like 13 years now or something yeah it's just my life like I can't really remember not making those decisions but mm. it's mad but to it's think that there. it wouldn't like, exist yeah. like I can't imagine what my life would be like without it do you think mm. like a bit of like a trigger warning kind of okay but would you say it's affected you negatively like mentally in terms of you always have to like you're you're mm. thinking a lot you're like not overthinking but you're having to oh think God. about every tiny tiny thing stuff yeah, like yeah, that. food and about this is the thing like you're living. obsessing you're like having to check like calculate amounts mm. of food amount of sugar about of carbohydrates and stuff does it has it affected you men like mentally absolutely. Like and the pressure that has on you like, like absolutely that? i remember even <laughs> i remember when i first got diagnosed when i was eight it was like this like cool little thing like i was so different because i was like mm. i was diabetic i was the only what? like i went to a really tests. went to a really big primary school but guess what i'm the only kid with diabetes like i got to leave lesson like 10 minutes before lunch to do my injections like you have a toilet all loss? of this uh, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, It was primary school though, isn't it? And then, and then I remember when I first started feeling like, actually, this is a lot, like, this is a lot of effort. I actually don't want to have this. I remember I saw, like, a diabetic, like, children's therapist when I was, like, 10 or whatever. And they would, like, always get me to draw pictures. And I would draw pictures of, like loads of like stick men on one side of the page and then me on the other because I just felt like so different and it was obviously oh. just angsty little like 11 year old Tess it's still what's going on but like mind. and then even so. now like as an adult living away from home like I was always very independent my diabetes I never wanted it to be controlled I always wanted to understand it and do that myself but my parents are like fucking hot shit on it like yeah, they, they are they have done everything possible to like make sure I'm healthy as you know most parents would but like living away from home like even now I've started a new hospital and like it's all these little things like it's, it's just such a numbers game of like 
Oh, guess what, Tess? If your blood sugar isn't between this number and this number, then you're mm. this percentage more likely to lose your sight, to get a limb amputated. Like, all these complications that right now you think, oh, like, I'm 21, it's not yeah. going to affect me. But if I have my blood sugars, like, rolling at crazy highs, in my, like, that's going to shorten your life expectancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it does. Um, but I'm, there's, like, a level of it where you like, like I say, like I've had it for so long that I, I don't, it doesn't negatively affect me in terms of, oh, I don't want this anymore. Like, oh, I'm going to give up because I don't want to have this disease. It's just like the stress of like, I've been low all morning or my blood sugars have been really high and I feel ill or like, like I'm a bit pissed off today because I really would have liked to have eaten this massive donut but I only had this much insulin on me and I couldn't eat it or like I had to sit out like at drama school I had to sit out of this exercise I really wanted yeah, to do because yeah. my blood sugar was low it's like little things that, like that yeah. but then I think at the same time like average people are having those yeah. thoughts and, just... I, and I also think at the same time it's quite like and you're going to be like oh shut up because you've always had it it's normal for you yeah. but like with that in mind say if as you said we could get diagnosed tomorrow I think mm. as a 20 year old 20 year old like both of us would say this I reckon like having to just like make your life because you have to obsess about this to, to yeah, stay yeah, alive yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, that would take a big toll on me mm. and I think you also like fucking good on you because you live a very just loud fun I think have fun life but while you still look after yourself like you're a 20 as yeah. you said like i'm 21 i want to live a full life you really do you it's, really do like, i think it's on. actually i'd say easier because i was diagnosed at nine yeah. one of my good good friends jack he was diagnosed at 18 and i remember him telling me like i don't think he would mind me saying this that it really just like took a toll on him mentally because he was 18 or 19 when he got diagnosed. He just started going out drinking, bloody, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden you've got this thing that mm. turns your life upside down. That actually, for me, like I'd settled into being diabetic yeah. Yeah. by the time I was an adult. And also like even as much as your friends want to and like want to try their best to understand yeah. and everything. If, you're, if you haven't got it, I feel like, like me and Layla cannot understand at all yeah. no no every day you go through yeah. we can like try and sympathize with you and help yeah, you but yeah, we can't yeah yeah it's true. like we can be mindful of it but it's like it, that is such like a it's not that rare obviously but it's such like a different type experience. of life experience where it's a yeah lifestyle think, sort of thing yeah um yeah it's one of the it's one of the things where you cannot forget that you have it yeah yeah yeah. you can't it's like, like, a, it's if, like you guys, if you guys pretended to have diabetes for a day you you unless you were fucking like making a tiktok about it where yeah. you were actually like recording it you would just forget because it doesn't you don't actually have it yeah. whereas like for me like even if my blood sugars are perfectly good and i'm they're not affecting me in terms of like my physical health there's you can't for it affects everything you yeah. can't you, you still it's have unforgettable to, yeah you still have to check it's high check it's yeah you have to keep it for in order for it to be perfect you can't forget about it and like before we were filming this we were chatting a bit earlier about like labels and stuff mm. because i listened to a podcast today actually but wasn't ours i know i listened Get to a podcast on the way Bailey. back from work and it was like this guy was chatting about his like life and whatever and then it was really interesting but he was talking about how he got diagnosed with adhd i think mm. and he was like since having it some people have you know like his other friends have been diagnosed as well mm. and they've taken it as a label and sort of used it 
as an excuse because they think, oh, so-and-so is going to think I've got ADHD. So if yeah. I can't concentrate for however long, it doesn't matter because they'll let me off. And then the other guy who I was listening to was saying, no, it's actually like powerful. It doesn't change who I am. I'm still the same person. But now oh, I've God, just, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a, a name for something. So it just means I can like work with it more. Yeah, like yeah, I, can, yeah, yeah. I understand it. Now I know but what you to work with and, you can... and it will help me in the yeah. long run. I Have think... you ever been like, not held back, but felt held back? Or yeah, like... yeah. I think it's, it's an interesting point because obviously diabetes is different to a, a mental health issue and mm. do you know what I mean I can directly compare the two but like diabetes you either have it or you don't yeah. right mental health is a lot more kind of grey like, area like, like you might have it you might but I think there's definitely a thing of like if I using diabetes as a very broad example you could include this sort of analogy for mental health for any illness if I said to myself oh my god I've got diabetes like my life is over I I can't exercise anymore I can't eat the food I want I like if I let it hang over me and I know like that's really fucking hard to do like Mm -hmm. sometimes when you are feeling down and you do feel like something's holding you back it's hard to think of it in a positive light but in the end if you have got this thing like if you've been medically diagnosed and you, you you've got this thing you kind of like for me diabetes I am going to have it for the rest of my life there is no point in me going like it's only going to make me feel worse yeah, to, if I to just sim- go, to like pity yourself to pity myself to go yeah. oh sorry guys like I can't like oh I just had a really shit day because my diabetes and don't get me wrong I do that sometimes like especially to my boyfriend I'll be like I've had a really shit day my blood sugars have been really high but not in a way of like I'm saying, oh, I just fucking like, I can't yeah, do this like, anymore. It's like, like yeah. it's just it. I, it to you me, might really, like stop you doing. Is it like stuff? you have no. the mindset of like just gotta get on with it? Got it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna f- like. I've like got a life not. to live. I've yeah. got to go to work. I've got very fulfilling friendships. I've Woo! got a very fulfilling relationship. I've got a great relationship with my family. Like, just because I have, just because a fucking organ in my body stopped working when I was eight years old doesn't mean I'm gonna like think that my life's horrible because it my life is not horrible my life is just a little bit more complicated than someone else's beautiful mate and mature quicker would you yeah I think I did because I always think you're like one of the most like mature sort of friends what's the word what's the word you're more logical about things yeah Yeah. and you're you're just very that's it when you're just out like you just like logical yeah no, I that's not the word I'm thinking means. of. I'm thinking of the word. I know what you I know You're what you really means, like, like you don't rely on anyone um, else. Independent. Independent. That's the word. Independent. Yeah. Is it I do think, you think this is definitely as a level of that where like that's just my upbringing. Like my dad especially is like a very logical thinker mm. and that's just like I think that's a, I'm glad I've been brought up that way. But I do also think like uh, and maybe it's genetic, maybe it's not, but like even when I was eight years old, when, you know, my parents could have easily done my injection, like, put yeah. the needle on, done my injections for me, I always wanted to do it myself, just because I guess I've been, in the, like, wanting to be independent as a child. But there's definitely a level of, like... Yeah, like, I, I having... I remember going... Because my parents, like, worked long hours as a child, so I'd always go to, like, after-school club, after-school, and I'd be there till, like, half-five, six, or whatever. Or I don't know what time it was, but... um. 
and I remember like having to educate like the adults that worked at my like I was like what, year six like 10 years old or something for year five year six going to up school club and like the adults in my like the playroom or whatever mm. would be like oh Tess like you can't have this apple pie for snack because it's got sugar in it and me like as a 10 year old having to be like actually hang on mate like (laughs) i can eat sugar i didn't get diabetes because i ate too much sugar like this is it's just and it's fair enough because people don't know you get taught it for maybe three lessons in high school science but like yeah like people do just make these assumptions but like you saying the teachers don't really know like what they're saying to you the people who are teaching us about it, they don't really know oh, what they're... God, they're no. just reading yeah, it from the website. Yeah. I feel like we need people like you Like, a little speaks to people. This is the thing, like, even speaks, when I... Even when I go to, like, the hospital, like, yeah. my hospital in Ipswich, they had a whole, like, different building. Like, they had a really, really good, like, diabetes team. And obviously, those people have studied diabetes, like, to the deepest degree. Yeah. Like, they've got bachelorettes in specific, like, medical things yeah. about diabetes. But the fact is, I mean, maybe there's like one person there that is diabetic, but the fact is they they still, despite all this like scientific medical knowledge, even doctors that specialise in diabetes, if they are not diabetic, they will never fully, because it yeah. is a mental like person, and it's different for every diabetic, yeah. like it's a personal thing. But that is still, it's part of it. If yeah, it affects yeah. your lifestyle, the yeah. emotional's going to get involved, but, so they should probably, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. invest in But obviously in like, because you're... A creator. Yeah, we know you yes, you're a creator. <laughs> you're using your creative self. And like you've started your little Instagram. Yeah. Little, not yes, little. That's shout what we're belittling. You've started your Instagram yeah, to like help people and educate people yeah. and build a community. Like you've got a community now. Give us a rundown yeah. of so, what yeah, that everyone thing follow, is. Follow, nice. follow, 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 it's only got about 100 followers and well, I don't post on it like crazy. I I made it more for myself than anything yes. because I was really struggling. When I moved away from home, uh, obviously that was like the biggest change in my life. And as much as I'm not a massive homebody, like I didn't get crazy homesick, I was very excited about moving and living in London. It meant that I didn't sort of have the watchful eye of my parents. Yeah. And I, could, I know I just said, you can't forget about these, but I could sort of push it to the side a bit more. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, I'm at drama school. I'm living yeah. on my own. I'm doing my own food shops. I'm like, all of this like fun adult stuff that I'd never done before. And it meant, oh, maybe I won't test my blood sugar. Maybe I won't give myself in. Just like, well, I'm out. I Let me not check. Like, yeah. And then that sort of process just developed bad habits where like my diabetes was not in a good state at all really like I was making myself unwell and then it got to a point where I was like okay no like I've just got to fucking like sort myself out so then I made this account called T1 with Tess and basically just to like post about how I'm feeling because I have a real since starting this account and like following other like diabetes influencers every diabetic influencer is like perfect and it pisses me off like they're all like not only are they all like gym goers that make like low carb meals which is bollocks because if you're type 1 diabetes diabetic (laughs) you can eat whatever you want as long as you give the right insulin and all of these like diabetic influencers their blood sugars are always in range and they're like guys you can do it too like they're motivational because they're so perfect i'm not there to be a motivation i'm there to be like you're Look, I have well. crap days, 
But like, I'm sort of, I'm holding myself accountable mm. now. And if there's people around me that understand, like other diabetics or just people that support me, my friends, my family, whatever, then I'm going to do better for myself. Like that, also, that think, just is the case. I think, you know, when, because it kind of links to this, but it, it does. So, you know what we were saying about on the episode the other day about like when we're kind of in like a lazy mood or like mm. just in not the state to super look after ourselves. Yeah. If you've got to look after yourself or you're going to fucking die, that's even tougher. And I don't think it's going to make it easier to look after yourself. But I think when you see, I don't know, like someone that's dealing with it but still living a good life and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it would motivate you to be like, okay, yeah, I let myself go a bit the last two days or whatever. But come on. Like, she did it as well, but she's still doing it. it She's not perfectly, she doesn't find it easy. I mean, me as a person, not really diabetes related, but I'm very like... Yeah. You know, have you heard of the... um, like thing of like toxic positivity yeah where yeah. people are like oh my god like i can do it you like just think happy thought like that's bollocks i have shit days where my blood sugar is really bad and if it was like that all the time then it would make me really really unwell but you're honest but i'm yeah that. i would yeah. much rather reflect that as well as oh my god guys i'm really proud of myself because today i've like done perfect insulin and like giving myself the right amount of insulin for my food or blah 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 there's no point in me acting like this shiny, happy person easy, who's like yeah. the doctor's favourite because my blood sugars are so perfect. Because mm-hmm. that's not the case. But like, I would much rather me be like trying my best to be healthy and live a normal life yeah. than like pretend to be this super yeah. happy person. Because the thing is, it's like, yeah, no you're not living. Food I and think it's, yeah, and, and those people that live, and look, again, you can't blame them. Like, if they're these no, people that are in perfect range all the time and blah, blah, blah. blah. But the thing is, you you don't live for your diabetes. No, no. that's and a that, really good I think point. that is I what like it is. That. I think you live your life yeah. and you deal with your diabetes. You don't but live, you don't eat for diabetes. From, you, do you know what I mean? You say how yeah. Because I love food because yeah. I'm hungry. I yeah. eat food because food is fuel. Like, I'm not and that's, eating. That's, you're not exercising to make sure your like, bloods are perfect. Right, yeah, exactly. Because you but that's the vibe you give off <laughs> on the Instagram because you're yeah. authentic. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it, you're using it as a tracker and you're just inviting people in to help relate and help them. That's so true. That's the thing. It's, it's a like you're massive, it's like massive, massive it's your like, diet, even isn't though, it? and yeah, yeah, it literally is. And like, even though I would say the vast majority of people that follow me on there are like my friends that are just being supportive. Of the few like messages I've had from like strangers that are diabetic and all of this, like it just does give you like, so like it's just such a nice feeling when someone's like oh my god I've had a crap day too like I woke up with a low blood like and it's just like but you're not alone on the thing of social media and stuff and like other influencers you follow that do it and mm. all yeah, just random you, people you'll never chat to like, yeah. to teach people yeah. and like, who are some of your favourite people yeah. like famous or not or whatever that are diabetic and so I would personally living say, their life to the fullest fuck self. off all the diabetes influencers that are also like gym influencers Ooh. can't be asked no uh, 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 um I'm very fortunate that I've met a lot of diabetic people in real life I did a, did a volunteering thing when I was like 16 where I met like 12 um other diabetic people like oh, quite a lot of which I'm still really close with um why did you do that I went to um, Botswana and South Africa for two weeks and we like worked with diabetic kids out there. We ran a camp for them. Um, we did these medical presentations at a hospital there. Like it so was, cute. it wasn't like a volunteer, it wasn't like a volunteering thing. It was more like a, 
what's the word like a mutual thing where like okay, they yeah. helped we learned from them they learned from like we yeah. partnership that's what it was called the Botswana partnership project or something like that was that um, in a hospital or uh no so it was charity or? yeah there's like this group called the like east of england diabetes trust or something yeah. and they like organized the trip and then you had to like apply for it and there was a selection process and all of this and our girl got it yeah but then so then i met some like lovely people who i'm really good friends with from that so jack the guy i was talking about before jack that's how i met him good friend ollie michael ellie esther like i know quite a lot of them i also when i was younger i used to do these like diabetes uk which is a charity that they ran um like pgl camps but it was all kids that were diabetic that went to them and actually uh one of the girls that i met there who's one of the few people i've kept in contact with because those camps were when i was like 10 years old um her name is sophia riles and i think her instagram is like sophia violet because she's like a dj she's in the dj collective which is so oh sick God, i know way. who you are like, miss miss girls don't sing yeah Probably like so sick like she's doing bits um she's like, i've oh. watched you i've watched you i've watched you and i saw your pump and i thought my girl's a diabetic queen yeah she's like the cool she's so cool but like she has literally like just literally yesterday or something she started this um this type one community thing with her and two other DJs she knows that are diabetic oh, nice. and they're, they're going to do like all these like social events like and she the way that they the way that they phrased it was like type one peers who like to party Mm. because as i say like all of this diabetes influence is all like gym going healthy eating my life revolves around diabetes they're creating this commute like sophia and these two i can't remember their names i feel so bad but the other two djs are trying to create this community where it's like diabetic people who like to party like Mm. who like living to festivals and going out drinking and all of this because obviously she's gonna struggle like on yeah, the road like being show, like yeah. she fucking like travels like she was in bloody hideout festival in croatia or whatever like it is God. like it's one of those things where if you live a creative yeah. lifestyle like that it's hard as well like for me when i was doing act like acting at drama school last year it's hard because it's an active it's you have an on the go thing if you need but to, you yeah. have to like prioritize your health to some extent but yeah she's can said, we come to the events can we come support yeah i think it's i think they're making them for like and their friends. And their friends. Yeah. That's really cool as well because by doing stuff like yeah. that, then you introduce people who haven't got diabetes. Who, yeah. who have it's people are going to learn, which I think is really. I think people yeah. are missing that. It's the education on it as yeah, well. It like the other day, we were in the pub, me and Tess, and some man comes over. I thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tess had like her like pants were like kind of showing. It was pants. with the outfit, a thong. You know, like when you're wearing cargos and you yeah, have like, a little string. string. It was cute. It was cute. She had that out, and I just watched this guy, like, drunk. Tap me on the back. Tap, tap, go slowly towards her and tap her on the back. And I went, oh, like, is he about to, like, ping her panty line or something? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And he goes, what is that? Like, and, like, points at um, my pump. her pump. And I was just like, here we go. But he was actually quite nice. Like, he, he was, meant nice. Good he was things, saying but- his, like, his niece was diabetic, and he was asking about, she had a, because I wear a continuous glucose monitor called a Freestyle Libra, which is, like, a white little patch on your arm. And then I also wear an insulin pump, which looks like a little walkie-talkie thing that's normally on, like, my waistband. And he was, this just random guy in the pub was just saying that his niece had a sensor but didn't have a pump and, like, he was like, oh, are they good? And was just asking me about it. Yeah. And you can, this is what I think, like, I, I really like it when people bring it up to me because generally it is, like, people that don't know and it gives, and I'm... I wouldn't say, like, if you see someone out with it, just go, oh, my God, yeah. are you diabetic? It's not their some, job to Some people, do you know that, what I mean? Yeah. Diabetes is personal for everyone. Like, some people won't even inject in public just because that's... 
how they deal yeah. with their own self, fine. But for me, like, I love when people come and ask because they don't know. It gives me a chance to educate them. There's only a positive to that that they now know yeah. about. I love that. And then the way they can go and spread, yeah. like, spread the message. Exactly, exactly. But, like, today, <laughs> I work in a school and I was taking one of the parents like through to the office and I obviously had like, my sensor on my arm as you could see it she was like do you have this Zoe thing and basically well this is another thing that makes me angry they've started this thing you know that what's that podcast Stephen Bart do you know the one on Dragon's Den yeah Stephen he's like sponsored yeah. it so he's got a massive massive influence oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got massive influence and there's this like health brand that are basically making people pay for sensors to, it's like a health kick thing to like track your blood glucose in terms of like sleep and working out and how your it's blood like glucose it and it's it is bollocks oh because God, it's hard bro. enough for diabetic people to access mm -hmm. these help like i we my parents are not self-funded my sensor for about five years before we got it on the nhs yeah, the, they're they last for two weeks and they're like 50 pound each and then, so I've got it on the NHS now, so luckily I don't pay for it. But the more it becomes this, like, fitness trend of, like, yeah. people having these sensors to test their blood sugar for weight loss and shit, the more it becomes a trend, the harder it is for people who need it to yeah. access it. And it's crazy that people like that with such huge influence, yeah. like, make it seem like this trendy thing. And this, this parent from work, like, was like, oh, do you have a Zoe thing? And I, like bit my tongue but I, Zoe I think it's called Zoe. Zoe it's like the health brand or whatever oh, that's right, like right. selling them yeah um but she was like oh is it a Zoe and I was like oh no like I'm actually type 1 diabetic so I need it <laughs> lol um but yeah that's just like it's, I feel like by doing like, that it like undervalues it yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like it. it's like the classic thing of like something's a trend even though everyone would be like what is that in her arm yeah. or like there's some silly shit but now there's just so many like some guys misconceptions about like people say that like it, um, into like this is again because I follow a load of like health diabetes people, but like it's there's something about insulin like it either stops you building muscle or ha makes you build muscle easier. There's and oh, then there's just the basic yeah. misconceptions like did you get diabetes because you ate too much sugar? Also not true. Like the, it, again, it's like an because it's an educate yeah, it's yeah. just an education thing. Like if someone came up to me and said oh, did you get that because you ate too much sugar? And just said it in a nice way. I'd quite happily go, oh, no, actually, like, that's a funny thing. Like, a lot of people think mm. that. It's not the case. Um, so I, like, don't really have a problem with it. But obviously, it is if just... An, it need, there just needs just like, to be more yeah. education yeah. about it. Because done. also, as well, I think it would be fair also if you had diabetes, you've been having a tough day with it, and some yeah, little yeah. kid... Even a nice little innocent kid comes up to you and is like, "What is that on your arm?" Like, oh god, I get it. Do you so have bad the like having that patience to say the same thing again? It would get repetitive. It frustrates me because if I'm, you were, if other people were already educated because I work in Sharon. because I work in the early years, so I work in like a nursery and reception and kind of year one of a primary school. So that's kids aged like three to seven. They. It's hard, you know the way I described diabetes at the start. It's hard for them to go a hormone called insulin because they can't even write their own names, kind of yeah. thing. So they'll like point at my sense and they'll be like, "What's that on your arm?" And I'll just be like, "It's Miss Black's special medicine." It's always my go-to because they're not gonna understand if I explain mm. it to them. I've explained it. There's a little girl in year two that's also diabetic, so like a lot oh, of her class yeah, little... know about it, kind of thing. That's so she nice must though, love isn't having. It? You oh my god, around. she loves it. I'll literally go to her and then, like I've only interacted with her because of like, the. Because she noticed, because yeah. she noticed my sense. She was like. 
Miss Black, what's that on your oh, arm? And she goes, <gasps> and she like showed me hers and it was lovely. And now I'll just like talk to her on the playground and they'll be like, how have your bloods been today? She told me off the other day because of what I have for hypo treatment. <laughs> she was like, I go, I was low this morning, but I had a packet of Haribo. She goes, sweets? You're not supposed to have sweets. You need to have glucogel. Sweets are unhealthy. <laughs> You're getting influenced yeah, by, like, by a year two, like an eight-year-old or something. Oh, but like, that's really nice. sweet. Yeah. But like, the kids are like, incessant about it and obviously i'm not saying like three-year-olds should have in-depth lessons but i'm going to uni to like get my full yeah. like te- qualified teacher status and i'm telling you right now when i have my first class in Every, my like yeah. in my like meet the teacher thing i'm gonna have a whole side like yeah. and i'm gonna show them what it looks like me doing a test when it looks like me ha- taking insulin because it's silly it just, like, it's silly for kids to be more. confused like yeah in the end their their like world is so small at the moment they have so much more to learn they see a weird white patch on my arm. They see me like pressing some buttons on something that looks like a phone that's attached to me with a wire. They're kids. They're curious. Yeah, they're like, what's so that? Yeah, and they don't have to understand fully, but they just know just to that go. Okay, there's that, part of my body happens. that like yeah. doesn't work properly, so I have to have these like injections yeah. in me to help my body work properly. And your body works like this. And then I think, like with the kid at my school, who I don't teach or anything. Yeah. But like, I think. If there ever, if that ever happens, even if there's there's a little girl in my class whose mum's diabetic, and she was like, "It's a sensor. My mum's got one, yeah. and it just helps her. Like, if she sees her mum have yeah. a low blood sugar, she knows her mum's not fatally ill because there are people not, in the world yeah. that are diabetic. I think as well, it's nice because it's going to make it as a as though like when there is a kid, and again, this it's true that this is going to happen gotcha. when there's a kid that gets taught by you one year. Say they meet another kid with a sensor, they're not going to make that no. little kid feel yeah, awkward, yeah. point it out, make yeah, it so it's different. Be, okay, this is what happened. So like, like, oh, you've got one of them. That kid's going to yeah, rather hear like, that okay. than be like, what the is that kid, in your arm? Yeah. Like, the kid at my school, like, the reason that I... Because, do you know what I mean? I probably shouldn't. Like, it probably shows favouritism or whatever. <laughs> but I just think I was older than her when I got diagnosed. I was year four, she's yeah. year two. And I just think if I'd had a teacher or a TA or whatever at my school, like someone that I consider an adult, mm. like be like, hey, I'm the same as, like, look at me. I'm what, like 20, no, like 15 years older than you or something. I'm fine. Like, because at that age, I'm like, cool, I'm hot and I'm diabetic. It babe. can be like such a destructive thing for a child, like to feel so alone and stuff. I just think for her to see an adult with it and be complete, like remember, I, I remember the first time I saw... And like when I was a kid and I saw an adult with like like giving themselves an injection or something, I was like, oh my God, like, that gives you, like you, I'm going to grow up on my own. Like, and not in a way of, oh my God, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to have it forever and I'm it's never like, going to get rid of it. It's yeah. just like, okay, oh, that person. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, I still do it now. Like when I see people out with it, which I, it's not like, I think it's better <laughs> me as a diabetic. You know, I just said, I wouldn't say go up to someone if you're not diabetic. But for me, like, me and my boyfriend were at a Billy Joel gig the other day and this couple right in front of us, my boyfriend sees this guy like going, like swiping his arm with his phone and he goes, I think he's diabetic. And I was going, nah. And then I see the sensor on his arm and he'd just like taken a photo of us two anyway. And I was like, oh my God, same, like pointing to my sensor. <laughs> yeah. And this was like a 50 year old man. Do you know what I mean? Because. But he was just like, he was like, oh, I only got it a few months ago. It's changed my life. Like it, mm. it like a diabetic to diabetic. That's a nice I think thing it's to nice. See, like yeah. whenever I see, I do it when I'm in a fucking club. Like if I see some of a sensor and 
and I'm a bit drunk, I'd be like, oh my god, you're done. Like, yeah. I get so excited about yeah. it still. As you like, would. As an yeah, adult. It's like your community as well. Yeah, it's yeah, a community. It's, it's, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah, you all just understand exactly what you've been through. That's actually so like inspiring. Yeah. I'm not being funny. I'm not being funny, but I agree. No, it is though. Like that little girl, like probably went yeah, back to her, okay. her mum and dad, and went. Yeah. Like, um, Mummy, the teacher at Miss school. Miss Black has it, so yeah. it, it's it's okay. I'll Even be okay. Even the fifty-year-old, he's seen some other fun little nutter yeah. behind yeah. him, <laughs> yeah. partying as well. And she's twenty, and he's like, "Yeah, I've still got it." Like this yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This doesn't make it me. Doesn't define, that's what main thing. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't define you. Yeah, it doesn't no. stop you from it doing just anything. It forms part of your identity. Yeah. So love it. People always ask, um, if you. If you had the choice now, would you... Like, if someone said, I can cure it for you right now, would you do it? Like, would you say yes? Mm. And I think... That's a fuck... That's a ridiculous question, because obviously... Like, no, people... Everyone, I, I see people like... I bet I get influential. That are like, no, like, it makes me high. I'm a, are you joking? If I could eat a whole massive McDonald's and not have to worry about it in the slightest, obviously I would. Like, I would much rather not have to make all these thoughts... But if someone said, if you could go back to eight-year-old Tess and, like, stop that ever having happened, like, if you could just erase that part of your life, would you? And I think definitely not because I because so I've grown much. up with it it's made me who I am now like if someone said you can have you can have had it from eight until 21 but and now you're cured absolutely Perfect. but if yeah. someone said you'd never got it that would change that my life would be do you know what I mean it's the way Annabelle had already said to you about how like you're, you've always been a very independent person in mm. friendship yeah, group, which has yeah, yeah. like helped mm. us with so much like, and also even stuff to do with like the relationship you're in now Tess yeah Tess He's with her boyfriend like how you met was Loki because your diabetes went nuts like yeah, yeah like I have a few story goals um so I basically had my pump like fell out and I went in a into a hyperglycemia which is like when your blood sugar's through the roof. And I had this thing called ketoacidosis, which is where essentially there's so much sugar in your blood that your body forms an acid to flush the sugar out. But then essentially you've got acid in your blood. So you're like vomiting, like just really, really ill. And she thought she was like really hungover. I thought I was just hungover. I thought whatever. And because I was so hungover, (laughs) I thought that like I didn't really even clock that my pump had come out Mm. and I wasn't getting any insulin. And then basically, um, yeah, I was just really unwell and Charlie sort of... That's her boyfriend. Yeah, and he was just sort of like there. Yeah, like, and and, and that was before we were even, like, properly together. Oh, he yeah, exactly. And that, do you know he what I mean? serious. And, like, like exactly. You like, could have been at a festival, but he was more than happy to, like, sit next to you, hold your jewellery for you while you're getting scans done in the hospital. The yeah. Just to be in your, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that's... As he should, per, but that is lovely. Story at your wedding. Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll play this. Oh, yeah. So there's like, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it away. F- like, obviously, it would be nice if, it, like, I think poor little eight year old Tess, but it made me who I am. T- like, I think that, like, there aren't many decisions in my life that I would change because I'm a firm believer that, like, every single choice I have made has led to this moment yeah. and I love where I am now yeah. so why would I change especially something that significant to my life why would I change that and even if it's just the fact that that means that little girl at your school say everything was the same but you wouldn't have diabetes so that little girl at your school would not yeah, have looked up and alone. seen a cool it's like the butterfly supply yeah, exactly. teacher but I probably yeah. wouldn't like 
you know I mean? Because the butterfly effect is such minute things, I probably wouldn't be in London if I didn't have diabetes at eight. I don't know how. I don't know how that connection would happen, but but somehow they're two massive things. Know, they're probably yeah. linked. Like, like they just you, start. Off. Did you turn? Because no, it would. Do you know what it it would be? Because I started acting that's after what I was, I was diagnosed. Say, because it's something to turn. Because it there was we go. It, acting was. Yeah, and I think that's, that's why I've been so. Yeah, because I've been the reason I've always been so passionate about acting was because when I was first diagnosed at eight years old, I was so like. You know, my parents thought I was being bullied, so I was physically ill. But because of that, I was so, like, out of myself, like, not confident. Mm. And then I auditioned for, like, the year four school play or whatever. And then started doing these, like, Amdram groups and stuff. And, like, just always loved acting. And that was because it got me out of my shell when I was, Mm. like, at my illest. But also, like, at my, like, not knowing myself. Yeah. And then since then... We discovered the new you. Yeah, exactly. And then since... You know, the reason that I act now is because I was obsessed with Amdram just after I got diagnosed. Oh, So I actually, if I wasn't diabetic, I actually would never have met you guys. You'd never have come to London. You wouldn't be sat here right now. You could be, like, doing, like, bloody... Being a lawyer or something. Medicine. No, I'm not that smart. But <laughs> it's, it is that. Every yeah. single thing knocks on to the next, thing the, next thing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Fucking crazy. Well, thank, thank you. That was amazing. So sweating. Sorry for yeah, rambling a little no, bit. That, no, that we're literally insane. sat here in awe, just like, yeah. That was, that's yeah. our bestie, bitch. Proud of you, Tessie Tess. Love you, Starlin. And so is little baby eight year old Tess. Yeah, oh, she is. And the little it's... baby in my stomach. I've got an answer, guys. <laughs> yeah, this is the hot take. Hot, hot take is don't predict people are pregnant on the tube. <laughs> Just straight up. Today, someone asked Tess if they wanted a seat because <laughs> my period hurts, basically. But to be fair, Tess did go. Oh, the baby's really kicking today. Like I pretending just, she was pregnant because she was pushing her belly in I and didn't out. Really think about the situation, and a woman thought I was pregnant, but she had just. Sorry, got would you like? Would pregnant. you like? Would you like my seat? No, I'm mate, like, I'm no, right. no, I'm fine. I was is this giggling to myself. Or do we do another hot take? Another hot take is me and Zuki were talking about today. Who the fuck wrote music? Like, who came up with the music alphabet like where you bars can... bars and shit. Yeah. Like, quavers and yes. whatever the hell yes. it's called. Yes, Yeah, but then who wrote the, like, the alphabet? We know who. How did the alphabet form? We know who. Yeah, but, but, I know, but, like, how did the Greek alphabet, which is what it started but as music. But how did that form into the English alphabet? No, but guys, you have to realise this is crazier because it's like, it sounds. It's not letters with meaning. It's it's not letters with meaning, it's sounds. And you're just going to hear it and go, that's an F. Yeah, but but letters are essentially sounds. Letters have no meaning. If you don't know the context, what the hell's an L? A fucking loser like Lilo. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I'll hold that out. I don't think anything has sense to it. We've just gave it, given yeah, it sense. Right. Deep, guys. Deep, what the fuck? I really, I love that episode. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you so much. Love you guys. This is probably a scientific episode. Yeah, so. yeah. and everyone amazing. follow T1 with Tess. That is right. Thanks. If you want to learn. We will tag it in the Instagram. Love you all. Love you. Thank you for coming, Tessie. Mm, thank you for having me. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye.